What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. If you don't see me on here, which I haven't been that that much, definitely check out YouTube because that's where your brother's at. I just posted a top five horror movies to watch around Christmas, a.k.a. the holidays. It's a good video. All right, let's get to some AEW news. Cody Rhodes has gone on record saying what he would do if he and Triple H were in the same room together. I can go ahead and say I think a lot of things got screwed up with me in WWE. But if I was to be in the same room with Triple H at this moment, I would shake his hand. Hell, I'd probably even give him a hug out of everything that's happened. I learned a lot from him. And he's on the absolute opposite side of the fence in the same role I am in AEW. And he has much more experience with it. If you didn't know, Vicky Guerrero did commentary for the AEW Dark Matches Wednesday night, and you'll be able to check it and her out this week on YouTube. Good old JR has been killing it on his podcast lately. He's telling all kinds of crazy and great behind-the-scenes stories with promotions that he worked for. He talked about the time that Ric Flair threw a punch at Mick Foley. He said, I think it ha when it happened, it was in catering. I was in there when it happened, but it happened so quickly that if you weren't looking right at it, you missed everything. Unfortunately, I was either having my back turned, but the bottom line, I wasn't looking at it. Because I did not perceive the issue between Rick and Mick that serious. To be honest with you, I thought it was pretty much promos that they were building to a match. I had no idea. I did see the punch, though. It was very awkward because you're looking at Rick doing these great precision working punches, and this punch was totally non-flare-like. So that means he was either it was a shoot punch or a very poorly worked punch. I think there was one blow struck. There was no blood that I recall. There was nobody knocked down. There was nobody kicking and stomping. It was easily broken up. And the guys were more than accommodating in breaking it up. In other words, Rick and Mick didn't do the obligatory pull apart where they pull away from all the guys holding them back and forth. They got pulled apart and they were totally cool with it. Sorry for butchering that word. All right, on to tonight's WWE TLC card and prediction. We do have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. It was changed to a ladder match. We do have the Tag Team Champs The New Day versus The Revival. To me, I don't give a fuck, literally, about them. I don't care about any of these teams. I think it's trash. Who gives a shit, really, if The Revival wins the belt again or New Day? But I'm just going to go with The New Day. We do have Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. I'm going with Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy will lose because they're actually still trying to build Aleister Black up on the main roster. So he's going to get that win. But Buddy Murphy is a tremendous athlete. He deserves this push. And Paul Heyman loves him. I'm going with Buddy Murphy. If you're new to these podcasts, you know what I mean, or my YouTube shows, what have you, you'll see. I don't pick what I think WWE or people, most of the general people, are going to do. I love the bad guys, the heels, and I love the underdogs. So that's where my predictions come from. Next, we have the Viking Raiders doing an open challenge. I figure the Street Profits will be the one to challenge them and take their belts. They've been going back and forth with the Street Profits lately, and the Viking Raiders, even though they are a dope team, their gimmick sucks. Nobody's buying into it. Nobody really likes it that I think, yada, yada. So I'm saying the Street Profits are going to come out and take that gold. 
We do have a tables match. It is Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. I really don't give a fuck about that stupid storyline either. But I'm pretty sure in this episode we will talk about... Yeah, we will talk about it more lately. Later, lately. TLC. We do have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Like I said, I like the bad guys, so I'm going with King Corbin. We also have Bray Wyatt versus The Miz in a non-title match. I think it's really cheap. It's a non-title. It should be for the title. But I got to go with Bray Wyatt to win it. Oh, no, excuse me. I'm going with The Fiend. I mean, The Miz. Listen to me. I'm going with The Miz to win it. If it was a Fiend match, of course he'd win. But if it's Bray Wyatt and it's non-title, The Miz is going to win, I'd say. Women's Tag Team Championship TLC match. We do have the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Everybody thinks Lynch and Flair are going to win it. I don't think so, but I'm going with the Kabuki Warriors. Since they teamed up together, got rid of Paige and did this heel gimmick, they've been fucking awesome. All right, so I'll probably be back later or tomorrow with the results of TLC. We'll see how good I did. John Morrison released videos and pictures of him training hard for his return at the WWE Performance Center. He said the ropes in WWE are definitely different from the ones he's been using the last eight years in other promotions, and there's no other place better to knock off ring rust. I pray that they give him his proper run. He's such a huge talent and athlete. He deserves his proper run in WWE. When he was there before, they gave him like IC titles, tag team titles. But please, they never push fucking the shaman the sexy. People are taking wrestling way too serious. Like I said, we would talk about the Bobby Lashley and Lana storyline, Rusev. People are so upset about that storyline that they are actually making death threats to Lana and others involved. And the FBI actually had to get involved in it. This weekend marks Bray Wyatt's one year, excuse me, the one year, 10 year career in the WWE and how far he has come from his Husky Harris gimmick. Somebody asked him online, in the last 10 years, who was his favorite tag team? Bray Wyatt said, the Usos. All right, peeps, I'm going to take a break real quick. I got some more WWE news, some Ring of Honor news, some UFC news, some NWA news. I got the results of the NWA pay-per-view into the fire from last night, so definitely stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, let's get back to the show. WWE news. People are spectating that Liv Morgan will join Bray Wyatt. I mean, we have for months, haven't we? I don't know if she's going to be Sister Abigail, but Friday night on SmackDown, they found a doll in the Miz's house because they were terrorizing him, his wife, and their child. It had the Fiend's face paint on it, but people thought the hair looked like Liv Morgan's, but also people are saying the hair could be what the Fiend ripped off for Daniel Bryan. It could be both. So it's going to be fun to see where that storyline goes. The Hurricane Shane Helms will mess backstage production Monday night for Raw. He was rushed to the hospital on Friday the 13th because he had kidney stones. John Cena took to Twitter and said, Keep calm. Keep the streak going. He is referring to his pay-per-view streak. In the last 17 years, John Cena has wrestled at least one pay-per-view for WWE that year. If he does not show up tonight and wrestle for TLC, his 17-year streak will end. Ring of Honor. 
Well, Cole Cabana has wrapped up his one Ring of Honor at the final battle pay-per-view. I would assume he's with NWA full-time unless they're just letting him work with them, which they actually could because we will get to that. So maybe he isn't with NWA full-time. Who knows? But his Ring of Honor contract is done. And speaking of the final battle pay-per-view, my dog PCO won the Ring of Honor world title. PCO is amazing, and in his 50s, he's having a better run now than he's had in his whole career. Congratulations, PCO. You're good peoples. If you hit him up on Twitter, what have you, he responds, he's awesome. Friend of looks at things right now, it will be the villain Marty Skull did not take a boatload of money from Ring of Honor offer him to resign because he's booked for an independent show for dates after his contract ends. He wouldn't be able to do that if he did resign. Now, NWA into the fire. That's the pay-per-view they had Saturday night. Here are the results. Thunder Rosa did defeat Tasha Steele. My dog, the question mark, defeated Trevor Murdoch. Ashley Vox and OBD beat Molina and Marty Bell. My dog, E. Lie Drake defeated Ken Anderson. The Rock and Roll Express defended and retained their NWA Tag Team Champions against the Wild Cards. Aaron Stevens snuck the win and stole the NWA National Championship away from Cole Cabana in their three-way match with Ricky Starks. Then we did have the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. It was two out of three falls. The first fall went to James Storm because Camille distracted him. Nick Aldis won the second round. And the third fall, Nick Aldis won by TKO. What happened was is that the referee Hebner was knocked down by a straight clothesline. So Tim Storm took off the turnbuckle uh, padding. James Storm got knocked out after running into an exposed turnbuckle by Aldis, and Tim Storm decided to end the match, and the challenger laid motionless in a sharpshooter. Nick Aldis shows respects to NWA and its fans. The lights go out, and it's fucking Marty Skrull, the villain. He actually came after the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and then Nick Aldis jumped walked away. Marty Skrull gave her promo real quick, and then it faded to black, so that's really cool. AAA Wrestling, the wrestling in Mexico. It's a big promotion. It's awesome. Uh, Impact Wrestling, well, their ex-Impact Wrestling wrestler, Killer Cross, made an appearance at a AAA Mexican event, and he joined their clique, the Ungovernables. If you thought you heard the name of the Ungovernables before, it's because they have a faction in Japan also that Naito is the leader of. Well, Killer Cross is now a member of the Mexican faction. Finally, UFC. Dana White has gone on record and said that Conor McGregor could be in line for a UFC light, well, uh, be lightweight title fight if the Cowboy got beat. And the Cowboy did get beat last night. So Dana, before that happened, said... Come on, guys. Look at what Connor's done over the last however many years. Then he loses to Khabib in a fight. And when you talk about bad blood, it's like the next level of bad blood. The other dude was on his way up, too. We offered him a lot of fights, and he hasn't taken either. So Connor's Lex in line for that title if he beats Cody, which he did. We're getting through this one first. We're getting through the Cowboy fight at the level of respect shown to Cowboy. Through this whole thing, apparently everybody forgot. Cowboy lost two in a row. Cowboy has lost two in a row, and he came back on an unbelievable run. So let's not count him out. 
Now, like I said, that happened before it took place last night. Cowboy got his ass kicked, so right now it's going to be Conor McGregor against the winner, which is dope. All right, peeps, I wanted to get that out to you. I will have the results of the pay-per-view either tonight or tomorrow. I got to get a YouTube video out to the people, too. Uh, definitely check out our top five holiday horror movies to watch around the Christmas and the holidays. On all podcast, podcasting platforms, YouTube and Facebook, the AEW Insider. And on Twitter, the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and I'll talk to you peeps in a couple days. Ciao. Thank you.